Everybody ready? Yeah. All right. That's why you didn't die. That's right. All right? That's it. When you was drunk and driving. Amen. Come on. Amen. Goodness and mercy. That's right. So if, if goodness and mercy was following you around when you was in your devilment and in your foolishness, don't you think that goodness and mercy is going to carry you through this joke? That's it, yes. When you're trying 
to do the right thing. So you cannot let the enemy make you walk around in condemnation. You got to know that God is with you. You cannot walk around cast down with your head down. You got to walk in with confidence. You got to walk in knowing who you are. You got to walk in knowing, I don't care if I am angry with somebody. I'm working on not being angry with this person. And I'm coming in here this morning and I'm going to worship God. And I'm working on this situation right here. Me and God's working on this. And I'm not going to let it hinder me. Devil, you a lie. I cast that thing down out of my mind. Yes, amen. Come on. And you keep moving. That's right. Because if you don't, it'll pull you right back down. That's it. Into the pit that you're trying to get out of. That's right. Okay? Amen. Going to the depths God is calling you to requires you to hold your breath and allow Him to breathe into you. That's it. Okay? When God, the Bible talks about deep calling unto deep. That's it. Okay? In studying this text, it took me to a place that kind of enlightened me. Um, Deep calling into deep was many afflictions. And I thought, God, what is that? And it was billows rolling over billows rolling over billows. Like one wave coming in behind another wave, behind another wave. Before one came out, another one came in. That's it. And I thought, God, that's where my whole life's been him lately. Okay? Deep calls to deep. Roaring waves. That's what it said. So in order for us to be able to handle that and go into the deep to where he's calling, we got to breathe in so he can breathe out. So he can breathe out. So he can breathe for us. Okay? We got to take him in. Are y'all with me? Yes. Because there's something in the depths that God wants to do for you that He can't do for you on the surface. That's it. And when you go into the depths, you can take what you don't need with you. And it can be released there. Mm -hmm. Come on, church. Amen. And it can be washed away there. All right? Mm. We have to remember, too. God orders our steps. That's right. Amen. 
Nothing catches God by surprise. Ain't you glad? Amen. That, you know, Lord, I didn't see this coming. And him answer back, me neither. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I mean, you know, if we serve that kind of God, we'd all be in a mess, yes, wouldn't we? Romans 8, 28. All things work together. For the good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. All things. That means the whole. The whole of it. The whole picture. We, we got to remember, God has an aerial view. We only have a view from the surface. Okay, we have a horizontal view. God's view is vertical. But in order for everything to come together horizontally, we got to get vertical. That's right. We got to turn our face toward God. If we'll take care of God's business, He'll take care of our business. That's it. Okay? We have to be doing something. We can't stop working. We can't stop doing what we need to be doing for God just because we're going through something. You can't quit. Okay? You cannot quit while you're healing. That is the last thing you you have to you can't you can't do that. That's right. When I was going through the process myself, if I had not been teaching during that whole process, I wouldn't have made it through it. Because it forced me to stay in the Word. It forced me to stay on my knees. It forced me to face it. And my, and my brother is my pastor, and my brother pushed me. Okay? Because he saw in me something at that time that I didn't see in myself. Okay? Some of y'all get mad with your pastor because he's pushing you, but he sees something in you that you don't see yet. That's right. Okay? Because that's his job as the pastor. Amen. He's supposed to find his gifts. Because y'all are his gifts. All right? Y'all are the platform that he stands on. That's right. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> You'll get there, son. <laughs> so if he sees something in you that you don't see, don't fight him if he's pushing you. That's right. Okay? Do it. That's right. And forget about the wine. Get rid of that arguing devil and just do it. Amen. 
All right? Because there's a reason why. All right? And, and just do it. Because it will get you through the pain. Because listen to me and, and, and hear me. Your healing is where your pain is. And that is the place you don't want to go. But that's where your healing's at. That's it. And, and you don't want to visit that. But you got to. You got to be willing to do that. And you can do it alone. Some of y'all think y'all can do this by yourself. And maybe you can in some of the areas that, that you need to deal with. But there's some you're going to need help with. Okay? Don't have so much pride that you don't ask for help. Okay? Because everybody in here is dealing with something. Okay? Somebody in here is dealing with some kind of something. And I don't think there's anybody in this room that's going to judge another person because of where they're at. If they are, shame on you. <coughs> you know? <coughs> because we're supposed to be here to help each other. Amen? Right. Amen? We're supposed to be here to lift one another up. But all things work together. All things work together. you got to pray the will of God. Alright? Praying the will of God is key when you're going through your healing. You cannot pray amiss. Lord, I want you to heal me, but do it this way. Like somebody I know. I want to be healed like this. And you want to pick the time, the place. That was me. <laughs> Lord, I don't want you to, I don't want to break down no ways and this in front of nobody. You know, and he'd pick a Sunday morning when there's 150 people in church. And the worship was crazy, brother. I mean, it was like everybody. And I'd break down. I mean, like, Broke down, making racket. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh my Lord, for real? <laughs> but that's when he would choose to heal some part of me. Okay? And I would go home looking like I'd been beat. <laughs> my hair was smashed up, which I ain't got much of that no way, but it was still smashed up. My makeup was gone. But at that time, I didn't care. That's right. Because I felt like something had been jerked up out of me. Yeah. And it was part of that root system that had been there for so long. That's right. But I finally prayed, not my will, but yours. That's, That's right. it. And see, Jesus even had to come to that point. 
So I'm not saying this is easy. This is a hard thing. This is not simple. Okay, this is not easy. I'm not trying to come in here and make light of anything or act like this is just going to be easy breezy. Okay, this is hard. But if you really want to be free, you can be. But you're going to have to be like Jesus and say, not my will, but yours be done. That's right. Because it's going to go against a lot of stuff you don't want God to be touching. But not my will. But your will be done. Because you got to come to the realization that you have nothing to do with it, but it has everything to do with you. Because He loves you that much. Because He's invested all that time. And He don't see you as wasted space. And He don't want you to be cut down. Let me give them one more opportunity here to fix this. Can you say praise God? Praise you have to ask God too. This is something that I learned to do early on because instead of asking why, why God, why, 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 I started saying, what are you trying to teach me here? Because if all things work together and you order my steps, then what are you trying to teach me while I'm here? Because if you don't, you'll become a victim. If you don't, you will develop a victim mentality of, well, I'm this and this and that, and, and the reason I'm in this place right now is because I got divorced and, and because this my husband left me and, and I'm having to do this and do that, okay? You have to reverse that, and you have to say, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me while I'm in this specific place in my life? How to stand strong. How to move forward. How to trust you. How to know where my source is. Come on. Amen. You have to to flip that thing around and not become a victim to your circumstance. And realize that God is who He says He is. That's right. No matter where you are. Amen. And keep moving. Okay? And then you have to do like what the Bible says. In... um, 1 Peter chapter 5 cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Because if God is calling you to the deep then you got to let go 
of what's weighing you down. That's right. Okay, you got to release it while you're there. Because it's going to be hard for you to swim if you're weighted. Peter was a fisherman. So any time I read about Peter, I think about that fact that he was a fisherman because he speaks a lot in fisherman terms. And he said, cast your care. The word cast means to throw on purpose. That's right. Well, he didn't fish with a pole. They fished with nets. The net was weighted. It was not a kind of net that you just pitched in the water and pulled right back out. When you threw it, you threw it in a particular direction with purpose. And it was weighted. Which means when it hit the water, it went down. That's right. You couldn't just pull it right back up. Like you can a fishing pole. <coughs> or reel it back in like this here. When it went in, it went down. Okay? What Peter's saying in that scripture is, throw it to God on purpose because He cares. What's weighing you down? What is, what's got you weighted? Just, you walk around like this. In the spirit, that's what you look like. And some of you, it has become so bad until you look like that in the night. Amen. Some of you 25 years old and you look like you're 93 because you walk around like a hunched over old woman. Why? Because you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders and it ain't your job. The Bible says this. The small fox spoils the vine. Okay? Hey. The small fox will come up underneath and steal the young fruit and the blossom off the vine before it has time to grow. And it, it, I mean, it takes it. And you don't even know it came until you go to check the vine and there's no blossom and there's no new fruit. But it will also sever the connection. It will chew that vine in two and you won't even know that the connection is gone until it is gone. That's it. And that part starts dying. Mm -hmm. It's a small fox. Mm -hmm. 
What's that small fox? Gossip. The suggestion, the question mark about your head shield. Come on, y'all all right? The lie you keep telling. Come on. Everybody still here? That's the that's the foxes right there. This this stealing fruit and 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 severing the connection. And whoever's doing it's going to have to answer to God for it. Amen. And people worry about that. It becomes a distraction. Distractions are small foxes. You sit in church. I got a load of clothes in the laundry. Okay? I gotta go buy diapers. Then I leave the oven on. Grandma's coming tomorrow. That's it. All right. Oh God, I, did I get gas in the car? Lord, I bet the gas light comes on before I get to the house. And and you see it, and you constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's a small fox. Why? Because it's stealing from you the young fruit, the blossom, and nothing has time to grow. That's right. That's it. Y'all all right? Amen. Why? Because if he can keep you distracted, he can keep you waited. That's it. If he can keep you waited, You'll never jump in. You'll never go to the depths that God is calling you to. Because in the depths is revival, is restoration, is a refreshing. Come on, church. We got to get rid of the small foxes. And I'm going to say this. And some of you might like me, and some of you might not, and some of you don't now, so that's all right. (laughs) But if you're listening to stuff from other people that you don't need to be listening to about this church, you as guilty as the person talking to you. Because you should be telling them to shut their mouth and move on. Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Because you're either loyal or you're not. That's it. And that's all I'm saying. <laughs> because that's all that needs to be said. Amen. Because that is a small fox that continually puts a suggestion in your mind. And that is the serpent in the garden. That's mm-hmm. Oh, you calling this person such and such? No, I'm not calling nobody nothing. I'm calling that what it is. That's, That's exactly right. right. And you don't do that to no church. That's right. 
Period. The enemy wants to divide. Where God wants unity and oneness. John said, a voice crying in the wilderness. One voice. What does that mean? One voice. It means every person in this room is saying the same thing. That's right. Come on. And they're saying what he's saying. The vision. That's right. One voice. Many people saying the same thing. When somebody asks you about this church, they should be hearing the same thing, and it ain't gossip. That's right. Come on. Come on. Amen. It's the vision. Yes. Not the vision. Amen. That will keep you waiting. The whole body will become weighted. Cast it out. Throw it out. Come on. Amen. Cast it into the sea, church. Don't let pride keep you from casting your net. Pride is a killer. Okay? Pride is the number one reason why people don't get delivered. I mean, God can be dealing with a person. I mean dealing with a person. You can feel conviction. You can see conviction. And they, they won't move because they got a proud spirit. That's right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I got it wrote right here in my notes. You got to become humble before you can be delivered. <clears throat> because pride keeps us from admitting that we need deliverance. It keeps us from from saying, okay, God, I see it. I see this. How many's ever struggled with pride? Ooh, Lord, everybody's hand went up. Praise the Lord. Thank God for deliverance. <laughs> Ooh, I'm glad. I didn't expect to see too many hands go up. I never do in churches much whenever I say that. So when y'all did, I thank the Lord you dealt with that. (laughs) It's hard. It really is to deal with that. Because when we don't, it causes a lying spirit. Yes. Because you're lying to yourself. That's right. And then if you you lie to yourself, you're going to lie to me. You know, and so it, it it's a it's a progression or a digression, really. And you stay put, you stay stuck. Mm-hmm. So thank God 
that you've dealt with that. Because when you deal with pride, you can be free from the rest of it. Because you can, you become a humbler person and it helps you to deal with that. It helps you to get free from it. It does. That's right. Hmm. Now, once we get to that point, because in the middle of this process, in the middle of us trying to get free, because it's a roller coaster ride, I ain't gonna lie to you. Half of the time, you will not feel saved. All right, half of the time, you ain't gonna act saved. All right, I'm just being honest with you. All right, I'm, I'm straight up about this, I'm being real. Half of the time, you ain't gonna feel Jesus. Okay? I'm serious. You're going to be like, where'd you go, Lord? You ain't going to hear nothing from God. You're going to feel like you are by yourself. And I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it because ain't, there ain't no sugar in it. It is difficult. And I think that's one problem with the church now is we ain't told the truth about things like that. You know, we we get up here and talk about just come on up here and let the Lord set you free. You know, it's like a rose bush. Yes, the thorny part. (laughs) Because it is difficult. But God is faithful. And the times when God is silent... Most of the time, it is because you haven't done what he told you to do the last time he told you to do something. And you keep saying, God, where you at? What you want me to do, Lord? Well, he already told you. That's it. And you ain't done it. That's right. And you're waiting on God to tell you to do something else. And you pray... And, and how many has ever tried to manipulate the Lord? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I mean, you've prayed to God about a situation, and then you turn around and change the way you pray, but you're actually praying the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you think if you change the way you pray it, that God don't know. That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And God is laughing at us. He's like, for real, shit. (laughs) So, you know, we're kind of wasting our time with that. But we have tried it. When I say we, I mean me. (laughs) If you could see my prayer journal, Lord, when I die... Ashley, if you can find it, just burn it. <laughs> I got you. Lord, please. Um, because there's some stuff in there. 
You get angry with God. You do. <coughs> I mean, I have. I, you, you get to that point. You, I've told God, I ain't never preaching again. I don't want to ever be in ministry again. I don't want to ever do this again or that again. Okay? But there comes a point. That you get like Mary got and Martha got when they sent for Jesus. And said, my brother's dying. Tell him to come. And he was four days late. Mm -hmm. And your first thought is, why didn't he come when I asked? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's our friend. Because every time he came through here, he ate at our house. Okay? He had fellowship with us. He came to my house. So why didn't he come? And when he did show up, Martha went out to greet him, not Mary. Where Mary normally would have greeted him, Martha met him outside. And there's something she said that caught my attention. In John eleven twenty two, she said this, But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to you. That's it. And when I read that scripture, even now, after all this stuff, God, after all the fussing and cussing and carrying on, okay, after all of this, anger and unforgiveness and bitterness and all of it, I know even now, if I ask you, you're going to do it. And Jesus, he cried. Why did Jesus cry? He was his friend. He felt their pain. But he also knew, I'm next. That's it. This is the last miracle I'm going to perform before I die. I'm fixing to have to prove who I am. Because they ain't going to believe that I rose from the dead until I raise him up. That's That's why I have to wait four days before I come. They got to see it. Even now. You got to know even now. Even now. After you messed up. After you screwed it up. Even now. That's right. 
Stop allowing the enemy to put so much condemnation on you that you don't go to God. Because the enemy wants you to look at all the bad stuff and not see the even now, Lord. After all of it, even now, he's in the grave. Been there four days. But I know even now, Lord, you can get him out of there. If that's what you want to do. And Jesus wept. And then he said, where did you lay him? Take me where you laid him. Take me where you laid him. Hmm. Sometimes you got to take the enemy back where you laid your ministry down. You got to take the enemy back where God called you. Come on. You got to take him back and say, This is where I gave my heart to the Lord. This right here is where I knelt at an altar and called on the name of the Lord, and he saved me. That's right. So you're going to quit using my past against me. Come on, church. This right here is where this happened. Take me where you gave up. Where was that place where you quit? That's it. Where where is the place where you just sat down and said, I am just done? Take me there. Take, Take me to that place. Take me to that place where you are sitting in the middle of all your mess just looking at what you what am I gonna do with this? How am I gonna fix this? Jesus said, Take me where you laid it down. That's it. Take me there. Hmm. Just take me there. Because you can't fix it. That's right. You can't do it. You have to acknowledge it. But you can't fix it. That's right. But you do know the source that can. Amen. Amen. You do have the power on the inside of you that can do something about it. That's right. If you are saved, you've got a resurrected Savior living on the inside of you, church. Amen. That knows what to do about this. Yes. And how to handle it. So I don't care how many situations is all tied up on the inside <coughs> of you. And how tied up you feel on the inside. Jesus knows how to untie it. He knows how to unravel it. 
He knows how to uncover it. He will do it layer by layer. He will not overwhelm you with it. It will scare you. The enemy wants to put fear in you about dealing with it. I'm telling you now, don't allow the process to make you afraid to face it. That's good. Okay? Don't. Don't allow this process to make so much fear come up on the inside of you that you don't face it. And I'm, I'm saying this now. If you feel fear right now, like kind of gripping you, it's because you are supposed to walk this out. I mean, God, God is wanting to heal you. He's wanting to heal you. It is time. That, that's what I feel. That if, if you feel that way, then it is time for your healing. Absolutely. Because the enemy wants you to be gripped by that. Where God is saying, no, the time is now. I'm here now. You heard the word on purpose to set you free now. Just take me, give me access to that place. Give me access to that dead thing, that, that thing that you have covered up and rolled some, that stone in front of and you don't want anybody to have access to Because he's got the power to stand in your graveyard and call that thing out yes. and heal you. Yes. Okay? Yeah. And deal with it. Yeah. And you can come out free. Yeah. Because that morning... Lazarus was dead. That afternoon, mm -hmm. Jesus was eating supper at his house. And he was at the table with him. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? Yes. This morning, he was dead. This evening, he's at the table with him, eating supper. Mm -hmm. Do you see how fast Jesus can show up in your situation? Yes, yes. Yes. But he was allowed access. He was sent for. He was called on. That's it. Okay? And he was expected to come. Because in order for Martha to run out to greet him, she had to be watching. Because she ran out to meet him before he ever got there. Which lets me know she was looking for him. 
Are you looking for Jesus to come help you? Because he's your source. That's right. And even now, after all the stuff you've been through, after all the stuff you've said, after all of it, all you got to do is call. And He'll answer. Amen. He'll show up. He'll do what you need Him to do. Amen? Amen. And I feel like I'm done, Brother Josh. I don't know what time it is, and it don't matter, but I feel like I'm done. All right, there you go. <laughs> Even though we're done today, um, the conference is not over. Um, please, if you can, make every effort to be here tomorrow morning. Um, we have gotten the in-depth teaching of the Word, of a long, long journey of studying today. Um, and tomorrow morning, we're going to get a message from the Lord. Yes. Amen. Still dealing um, with with whatever God has in store for Northwoods Church, Amen. Amen. Um, but I hope and pray that you have taken uh, this today seriously. Um, again, I want to say thank you to every one of you because uh, you made a sacrifice today. You gave up. You know, I know many of you work, and uh, this may be your only day off or only day full day off, and you uh, you made an investment today, and uh, I fully believe because of that, God's made an investment in yes, you, amen. and I know He is surely invested into me today um, through the teaching and the Word, but uh, don't forget tomorrow morning, uh, 10.45, uh, service begins, um, as I always do, y'all know who I am, I love to challenge y'all, uh, I challenge you to go home today, reflect on what uh, has been taught what is you know what God has spoke to you, what Sister Sheila has spoke to you, and what the Holy Spirit has spoke to you and revealed to you, and uh, do like she did when she started this thing. She said, "I went home and I looked in the mirror." You started that mirror before you started because until you can change the one in the mirror, you're not going to have That's the capacity right. to change those in the world. Um, but I'm fully, I, I'm super thankful. Um, yes. Uh, my wife and I are super blessed to see such a wonderful turnout. Yeah. Uh, four and a half years ago, we tried to do a little men's conference, a similarity to this. Um, two sessions, one in the morning and one at night. Um, I think the one in the morning had about nine people there and the one at night. Um, if my family wouldn't have came from Columbus, we'd have had probably me and Ashley and maybe two or three other people. So um, it, it shows that we've come a long ways. Yes, and uh, I was telling Sister Sheila earlier, um, just to let you guys know, I was bragging on y'all. I said, just about everybody you see in this room, um, <clears throat> that's been here today is uh, almost everybody is serving in some capacity at this church, whether it's uh, in a welcome center, whether it's on an elder board, whether it's a uh, treasurer, whether it's on the praise team, whether it's in youth or kids or whatever the case may be, every one of them is serving somewhere. Yes, amen. Um, and, and I know you may not know this, but a lot of the youth, you said this is most of our youth, but um, they're, they're a youth leadership team as well and on the, uh, the core drama team. So, it means a lot to see you guys come in and take yes. notes and sit up front and listen. So thank you guys for that. But uh, one more time, can we give her a hand of appreciation? Amen.